Hola, buongiorno. Welcome to the Tennis Podcast, the show where we guess each other's top 10 lists. I'm Nick. I'm your psychic host, Brandon. Well, Brandon, I don't even know what to do with myself now because I already explained I say, the show you, in the first five seconds there. You baked it right into the intro, but you also used some international greetings. Yeah. And this might not be our most internationally accessible episode because today I brought the list. This episode is going to come out, what, the second, first or second week of September? Thereabouts. Uh, yeah, thereabouts. What in America, especially in Oklahoma where we live, what season are we heading into? Fall. Fall. True. We're he- is yeah, that we're it? Heading- the whole episode is just that? We're heading into the fall season. Another season we're heading into. The season. The, mo- the truly most wonderful time of the year. Oh, uh, the foosball season. College football season is upon us. And I know that we are not sports experts. We, despite being on a sports podcast network, which is Blue Wire right, Podcast. Blue Wire Podcast. Neither of us are qualified to host a podcast about sports. And in many cases, neither of us are qualified to even ha- uh, uh, put together an episode on sports. Although we have done so before in various times. Yes. I don't think it would make a very accessible podcast to do top 10, you know, of very specific positions in sports or very specific sports statistic and data heavy content. <sighs> Yeah, right. That's not what our fans are uh, tuning in for. They're tuning in for, you know, bullshit and a little learning. But we're going to do a little bit of both today, and we're going to talk about the most valuable college football programs. Most valuable college football programs. Now, since this is a podcast that reaches listeners all over the world, I'm going to assume that when you say football, you don't mean what everyone other than Americans refer to as football. This is American football. And in America, American football is king. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, if you ask the most devout Christians in this country if they had to give up their church or their football viewing, I really don't know if they, <laughs> I don't know if they could choose it so quickly. I remember when I was a kid, we went to a church where people were pretty hardcore about going Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday evenings. Mm-hmm. And Super Bowl Sunday was a, like, was what separated the, you know... <laughs> <laughs> the heathens from the, the... <laughs> yeah the heaven bound from the true sinners yeah yeah well we all know that the more you go to church the more likely you are to get to heaven uh well college football programs and most valuable tell me what you mean by that i mean there's not not a strict definition that comes with this but there's a lot of things that factor in, in the value of a college football program i would say one of the top things is winningness and most of them have a number of heisman trophy award winners Again, if you're not familiar with American college football, the Heisman Trophy Award is awarded each year by the mayonnaise company. <laughs> no, Heisman. No, you're thinking of Hellman's. Whatever. You reveal your own ignorance. Tomato, tomato, am I right? The Heisman Memorial Trophy is awarded annually to the most outstanding player in college football. But, and so these teams have those. These are the teams that are also creating some of the best players in college football. Yeah. Again, value has a lot to, uh, is determined a lot by winningness. These are all very successful teams, mm-hmm. but by also the size of the fan base, the marketability, and create fans who buy merch. Yep. I know that with the University of Oklahoma, anything sold that has the OU logo on it 
that does not specifically say like OU College of Law or OU whatever, if it just says OU, the proceeds from that go to the athletic department, which is more than just college football, uh, but... Not in Oklahoma. It might as well not be. Well, listen, if you're a newer listener, you should know that I am negative in sports knowledge. I have a decent knowledge of the NFL just because we've done a couple NFL episodes on this podcast. In fact, I I looked it up. We did the 10 most valuable sports teams on episode 17, which was dominated by the NFL. But as far as watching football, I watched the Super Bowl. That's it. And I've never watched college football. But despite that, I might actually do not terrible today because being in Oklahoma where college football is right up there with godliness and cleanliness, uh, you do kind of peripherally hear people talk about it. So I, I, I might do okay. So that's where I'm starting from. We're going to discuss the, the 10 most valuable today, but I do have a list of the 20 most valuable here. So yeah, hit it. I'm not positive this is in the top 10. I think it could be, but since you just mentioned it, let's go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, the University of Oklahoma. University of Oklahoma is in the top 10. The Oklahoma Sooners are the seventh most valuable college football program. I knew it. My alma mater, University of Oklahoma Sooners, are valued at $885 million. Holy shit. The Sooners, as a reference to a nickname given to the early participants in the land run of 1889. I've had a, people, when I meet them and tell them where I went to college, they always ask me, what the hell is a Sooner? Well, this is what it is. In the land run of 1889, in which white people uh, took back the land where they had pushed the (laughs) Native Americans, they took that back and then sold it or gave it away again to white folks who almost indiscriminately beat and murdered each other to take this land from each other. The Sooners were a nickname given to the early participants, people who snuck onto, they call them early participants instead of cheaters. Uh, who initially snuck onto these unassigned lands in the future state of Oklahoma when it was open to non-native settlement. Well, why the fuck do we want to name a team after cheaters like Well, that? it's just fun. But no, the Sooners are a name based on cheaters. It's a fun name. Sooner? What the hell is that? Well. And it rhymes with, rhymes with Boomer. Doesn't though. Really. Totally does. It does not rhyme with Boomer. You mentioned it's fun. And how else? What's, isn't the best way to describe white men throughout history. Just fun. They're just fun. Just fun, guys. They to have a good time. Sounds fun. Actually means something kind of sad and cruel. Yeah. Boomer Sooner, the uh, fight song of the Oklahoma Sooners, is one of the most hated songs in college football. Now, that's not a fact I found on the internet. That's just something I know from seeing people on the internet. Every time Oklahoma scores a first down or a touchdown or <laughs> the wind blows in a favorable direction, the band plays Boomer Sooner. And so can you give us a sample? Of Boomer Sooner? Mm-hmm. Gotta back away from the microphone because you can't you can't just say it. You gotta like holler it. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna do that. Uh but it goes God damn it, Brandon. Goes Boomer Sooner, Boomer Sooner, Boomer Sooner, Boomer Sooner, Boomer Sooner, Boomer Sooner, Boomer Sooner. Okay you. I'm sooner born and sooner bred, and when I die, I'll be sooner dead. Raw Oklahoma, raw Oklahoma, raw Oklahoma, OKU. You know, you can't see it because this is a podcast. We're not on video here, but I'm just fucking tapping my foot, nodding my head, snapping my fingers to that catchy ass beat. Get you ready for some football. And this boomer doesn't mean anything, right? It's just a word that sounds good with sooner. 
I guess so. Well, Maybe it's because Baby Boomer's Boomer name. is the name of one of the school's mascots. Boomer and Sooner are the pretty white ponies that pulled the Sooner Schooner, which is the actual school mascot. The school mascot is the Sooner Schooner. It's a covered wagon. The horses, Boomer and Sooner, as well as the Schooner, are maintained and driven by the Roughnecks, spelled R-U-F-N-E-K-S. They are a group That's of... Funny. When I was in school, they were a group of, like, <laughs> fucking meatheads. They're just meatheads who are having a good time, getting rowdy. They roll their sleeves up, like, almost to their armpits. They shoot shotguns after every touchdown, and they say, Woo! A lot. Not real shotguns, although in Oklahoma, it wouldn't be that surprising, Those are, yeah, they are shooting down in the end zone. They have these shotguns that are painted, and they also have some kind of dampener or something around the muzzle. But no, they shoot blanks. But yeah, when they score a touchdown, there's like three or four guys <laughs> down there with shotguns that go, <laughs> all the same well, time. it's very on-brand for Oklahoma, right? You can't yeah. even play football without fucking shooting guns. Yeah, I've been to like dozens of OU home games uh, in my life. And I guess I just didn't realize that like someone who'd never been there before, never even been to Oklahoma, it'd probably be but like, are those guys shooting guns on the field? And yeah, they are. Well, imagine a, a, a non-American where their schools aren't being shot up by guns seven days a week, every week, uh, would come here and be like, what? No. <laughs> Most people that are from like Europe or maybe South America where they have big soccer stadiums, probably think our college football and NFL fans are like totally pussy and tame compared to the fucking knife fights I hear about in soccer stadiums. It's just sports, guys. Doesn't matter. Well, now you're going to get killed for saying that. Okay, so should I give another guess or do you have more? No, I got plenty more. This is my alma mater. I've got lots of great things to say about it. Hey, Um, wait a minute. Did it? I, I just want to make sure, did everyone know that Brandon went to Oklahoma University? Well, I'm not sure if anyone caught that yet. Can you well, it's just one, clarify one more time? I went to the one of the most valuable college football programs. <laughs> yeah. We used to have another mascot a long time ago in the late 1800s. His name was Mex the Dog. Hmm. He wore a bright red sweater and his job was to keep away stray dogs that roamed onto the field during the early days of Sooner football. And Mex is buried in a small casket somewhere under the existing stadium. <laughs> well, now that I like, that factoid. That's a good little factoid. What year range was this about when he was... Like early 1900s, late 1800s. Does the college football go back that far? Yeah. Huh. Some of the first quote-unquote national championships are in the 1890s. Does that mean that when the colleges traveled to each other to, to play against each other, they're fucking in covered wagons and shit? Yeah, or maybe trains. Buggy? Oh, trains. Okay. So, yeah, Oklahoma has won seven national titles post-World War II. So, I'm only, there's all these weird national titles, like I said, from the 1890s to the 20s and 30s, but I really don't think you should count national titles back when they only, like, the only people playing were white guys my size. (laughs) I feel like that was practice football. (laughs) Yeah. Like, post-World War II, once everyone started eating a little bit better and they opened it up so that like non-white people could play as well. I feel like that's when it actually got maybe competitive and more athletic. Fair. Oklahoma's also produced seven Heisman Trophy winners. Oklahoma holds the record for the longest winning streak in college football. That streak lasted 47 games from 1954 to 1957. 
Yeah, well, they've always been good. I mean, as long as I can remember, the Sooners have always done pretty well. Yep. Including this year, uh, if you're listening in early September, OU should still be ranked near the top of the 25. Should be in the top 10 still. Unless something, unless the fucking wheels have fallen off. The wheels of that covered wagon mascot, you right. might say. What a dumbass mascot. Let's just have a giant fucking corn. Ear of corn as the mascot in Nebraska. And may, that might even be true. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it. Is it a giant ear of corn in the, the corn huskers? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. They're not, in the, okay. they're not on this. Yeah. So, guess another one. We don't have all day. Quit dicking around. So, one of the rivals I sometimes hear about for Oklahoma mm-hmm. is Texas. Yeah. So, is there a... I don't know. Is it Texas Tech? Texas A&M? I don't know. One of those. You have tripped face first into a pile of Longhorn shit. The long, Texas Longhorns are number one on the list. They are the most valuable college football program. Now, I'm not surprised they're on the list, but I am a little surprised that they're all the way at number one. Again, value has more to do with just winning. It's also the size of their market and the number of fans and people who are willing to like buy merch and come to games. and Yes. The Texas Longhorns, number one on the list, are valued at $1.1 billion. Wow. Where are they based in Texas? Austin, Texas. University of Texas Austin, at Texas. Austin. Sometimes referred to the Horns. They take their name from Longhorn cattle that are an important part of the development of Texas and now are also the official large animal of the U.S. state of Texas. You, wait, there's official large animals of states? Well, well, they just name the official whatever the fuck they want. Okay. Ted Cruz is the official medium-sized animal of Texas. (laughs) Women's teams are sometimes called the Lady Longhorns, but generally the men and women's teams are referred to as Longhorns. Their mascot is a Texas Longhorn steer named Bevo. They they are the University of Oklahoma's rivals. Uh, Another quote from the wise sage Brian the Boz Bosworth, former linebacker for the University of Oklahoma in the 80s. According to him, Burnt orange makes me puke. Okay. Burnt orange and white being the colors of the Texas Longhorns. They meet each year in the Red River Shootout. They've changed it to be Red River, Rival- Red River Rivalry, so we're not talking about guns, but yeah, it's shootout. But it's Oklahoma and Texas, so there's guns somewhere. Which is ranked the third greatest rivalry uh, by college football coaches. Texas is ranked fourth in NCAA Division I football history. They have four national championships that they claim post-World War II, three Big 12 championships. They play in Texas Memorial Stadium, seats 101,000 people. Holy shit. It's the fifth largest. For college football. Yeah. Their unofficial mascot is Matthew McConaughey, which I'll admit their unofficial mascot of Matthew McConaughey, who gets to come to all their games, is a lot better than University of Oklahoma's unofficial mascot of fucking Toby Keith. Are you sure you're really going to take Matthew McConaughey over the guy who's going to put a boot in your ass? He's at the sidelines of every single game. Toby Keith is? Yep. Stupid. Don't like him. Toby Keith, I know you're listening to the show. Thank you for listening, but you're stupid. Interesting thing about Texas that I never heard anyone else talk about. When I was going to school, the quarterback at Texas was this guy named Major Applewhite. Isn't that super fucking close to Marshall Applewhite? 
I was just thinking I was about to make a Heaven's Gate joke, but... Yeah. Nobody at ESPN ever brought this up to him. I realize it has nothing to do with football and he would be complete. He probably had no fuck. Well, he had to have some idea because their what names first are name? so major. major. So they both have names that are like military ranks, Marshall and Major. Huh. Yeah, you're right. Applewhite. But were Major Applewhite's eyes as fucking soul piercing as Marshall Applewhite's? No, he. And ha- did he cut his dick off like Marshall did? No, he had the dull eyes of a typical jock. (laughs) Great. That's it. Okay. Texas sucks. You only think Texas sucks because you were, you happened to be born somewhere else. That's the extent of it. Hey, I get it. That's part of the fun of sports. (laughs) I get it. I know that they don't actually suck, but that's part of the fun. Well, I I know that you are joking around, but some people are like willing to kill people (laughs) over this shit. One of my first exposures to like violent fan bases, I was, uh, I think, a sophomore or a junior in college and we went down to Dallas uh, where the OU Texas game is played each fall. Texas, they call it the Texas OU game. But the tradition is that the Friday night before the game, everybody from both schools goes down to downtown Dallas to the West End to drink and party and stuff. And then there's also a lot of people who definitely don't go to any college at all who (laughs) are just there to rep the team and start shit. And that is who I saw the majority of starting fights. And the fights would always start out with like, you'd walk by with your friends and you'd see this group of like maybe three or four guys in OU shirts surrounded by like 25 guys in texas shirts who were all in unison yelling at him oh you sucks oh you sucks oh you sucks so like it's so caveman like i hate that shit they put him in the mush pot in the middle and just yell (laughs) oh you sucks until those guys are finally like fine we suck and then if you walk i'm not shitting you 20 yards down the street past like drunken co-eds and people barfing in the street and frat boys screaming there's another group and it's like three or four guys in Texas shirts or jerseys huddled together and they're surrounded by like 25 OU guys who are all going, Texas sucks, Texas sucks, Texas, and doing like yeah. the horns down very vigorously at them. Yeah, it's like your point, like at least you went to Oklahoma University, so you have a logical sense of loyalty, but I don't know what the 70 to 80 to 90% of the people that are so vigorously in love with these teams didn't go to college, period. So whatever, (laughs) I don't get it, but that's just me. It was an eye opener. A team I always hear the name thrown about a lot, which again is the foundation of my guessing here, just what I fucking hear from other people. Uh, I hear the name Alabama said a lot. Mm -hmm. Is that in the top 10? Yeah, do you know the school mascot of Alabama? Is Alabama the uh, Roll Tide something, right? Is that Alabama? Yeah, they say Roll, Roll Tide is their cheer. They are the Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh, Crimson. And they it. are number three on the list. Are you impressed with me so far? Come on. I am impressed with this less than pedestrian level of college football knowledge. Yes. Great. I didn't think you had this. This minor level of knowledge, I didn't even think you were capable of. So, yes, I am impressed. I'm full of surprises. It's all relative. 
The Alabama Crimson Tide is valued at $1 billion. Just like us. Their head coach is Nick Saban, who has led the Tide to six national championships over his tenure. That one coach has led them to six national championships. Yeah, big deal. Big whoop. They hand those things out like candy, those championships. The Crimson Tide is among the most storied and decorated football programs in NCAA history. Do you remember when Forrest Gump went to college? Yes. Did he go there? He went to Alabama. I love that scene in Forrest Gump. He would have been a fucking powerhouse running back uh, back in the 60s. Sure. The name Crimson Tide, it goes back to the late 1800s. Early newspaper accounts listed Alabama as, quote, the varsity or crimson white. Headline writers began to reference the team as the thin red line sometime around the turn of the century. But that name no longer seemed accurate in 1907 when Alabama, in a sea of red mud, held strong against a heavily favored Auburn team for a 6-6 to tie. This is back when a fucking game could end in a 6-6 tie. Then the Birmingham Age Herald reportedly described that Alabama team as a crimson tide. So they were crimson, but now in this sea of mud, they were the tide that held them back. Alabama and Auburn actually didn't play again until 1948, so almost 50 years, another, almost another... How'd that happen? Sorry, 41 more years till they played again. I thought you play the same team every year, like once a year at least, right? I don't know what the deal was. Now, their other mascot, their actual, like, you know, costumed character is uh, Big Al the Elephant. Big Al the Elephant. Mm -hmm. How many teeth is he missing? Uh, I don't know if he has, I don't think he has any teeth. While Big Al is allowed to do some planned photo ops with other mascots, like Obby the Tiger from rival Auburn University, Big Al the Elephant, per university rule, is generally not allowed to interact on the field with opposing mascots. This is due to an incident in 2002 that took place between Big Al and Seymour from Southern Miss during a game. Seymour. <laughs> During a game in Tuscaloosa. Now, let me look up Seymour. I think Seymour is... Seymour has got to be some kind of man-shaped thing. A man-shaped thing? I don't think he's an animal. I think he's... Yeah, well, I was going to say, if these schools are looking for a mascot in the form of a big man thing, just tell them to call me. Am I right? Seymour. Oh, Seymour is a... Uh, he's a bird. He's a golden eagle. <laughs> Great. Okay. So you can imagine this. It's Big Al the Elephant and Seymour the Golden Eagle. Oh, Seymour. Eagles can see more. That's cute. So this game is at Tuscaloosa. It was at Southern Miss. And a fight was scripted before the game between the mascots. Yeah. And the rules were that Big Al would lose the fight in front of the visitor section. And then Big Al would dominate in front of his student section. But then the fight... <laughs> It turned real. <laughs> the fight turned unscripted after Seymour deviated from the set rules and a raucous fight on the sidelines between the two ensued. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how <laughs> we're talking about them as if they are the mascots and not just fucking college students in a costume <laughs> getting pissed at each other. Big Al was like, all right, now it's my turn to dominate, you know. Chill out, dude. I'm supposed to be dominating. It's Seymour's like, <laughs> fuck that. I keeps it real. So who won, though? The unscripted fight? I don't know. 
I don't know. Big Al is sometimes joined by a female counterpart named Big Alice. Oh, baby. So maybe Big, maybe Big Alice jumped in. You know, they, they were fucking that night, Big Al and Big Alice. <laughs> <laughs> they, were having, they were having their own little roll tide, am I right? She's like, I can't believe what you did to Seymour. <laughs> That's how a girl elephant talks. That's probably why they fought, because Seymour was probably being a, you know, hitting on her before the game. <laughs> I like that big bitch you came with. (laughs) Alabama claims 18 national titles, 13 of those in the wire service poll era, uh, which is that post-World War II era, and three Heisman winners, not as many as Oklahoma's seven. You had to throw that in, huh? I'm going to do that all throughout. I don't think any of these colleges have as many Heisman Trophy winners as the University of Oklahoma. Are you ready for another guess? Yes. What about something in Michigan? Like Michigan? I don't know the school names or mascots, but Michigan. Do you know what the colors are for Michigan? Do do you know what their uniform looks like? Usually if I think of a school, the first thing I think of is like, kind of like their colors and what a uniform looks like. You don't know that either? Is it brown and darker (laughs) brown? No. They're the blue and maize, a very specific shade of yellow. The Michigan Wolverines are the fourth most valuable college football program. Knew it. The Michigan Wolverines, number four, are valued at $924 million. They have no uh, mascot. I mean, they're the Wolverines, but they don't have an actual fucking Wolverine on the field. I don't understand. Then what's the point? Nor do they have a man or woman in a Wolverine costume, which I think is a huge mistake. That would be a really fun thing to have. I think that's... Like, for most people who aren't into sports, like, the mascot's probably one of the most fun things that they could see there. Yeah, especially with the prospect of mascot on mascot violence happening. Oh, like we just talked about. There's more of that later. Michigan has one of the most all-time wins in college football, has the most all-time wins in college football history. Uh, they're known for their distinctive winged helmet, their fight song, their record-breaking attendance figures at Michigan Stadium. Now, they only claim one national title in the post-World War II era. It was rather recent. They have three Heisman Trophy winners. Gerald Ford, who later became 38th president of the United States, started at center for the University of Michigan and was voted most valuable player by his teammates on the 1934 team. Wow. A cuss of brain damage actually explains a lot about Gerald Ford. Yeah, right. Listener of the show. Michigan Stadium is nicknamed The Big House. Its official capacity is 107,601. I just can't believe so many people go to watch just a normal-ass, regular-season college football game (laughs) in one city. It's just crazy. It has hosted crowds in excess of 115,000. Crazy. It's fun. There is no atmosphere like college football game day in a college town. If you were bringing someone over from overseas and wanted to show them like this is some of these are some of the most like fun and uniquely American things you would take them to a college football tailgate and game and University of Michigan is probably one of the like like especially during the fall it actually looks like fall there unlike in Oklahoma where things just turn everything is just brown and dead like (laughs) in a weekend Um, they actually have like a long fall so it people wearing jackets and sweaters to games and getting drunk and eating sausages and then going inside and cheering and then going home and yelling at their kids. Well, you mentioned that would be a great thing to take a 
you know, someone from out of the country to, to show them what an American experience is like. But once they got to the game and saw there's no Wolverine mascot, I don't know. It just hit me like a fucking bolt of lightning. Their mascot should be Wolverine, the 90s Wolverine from the X-Men. No. He wears yellow and blue. Nope. And he's badass. Marvel, right? Yeah, Marvel won't allow that. How awesome would that be if they rolled out their mascot and it was as accurate portrayal as Wolverine as like you could get, like even including the movies. And it looked just like the 90s version. He was wearing yellow and blue spandex. And this guy is like five foot four, but almost 300 pounds of pure fucking hairy muscle <laughs> with giant fucking claws. They should hire Hugh Jackman to just come be the Wolverine every single game. I think Hugh Jackman was good as Wolverine in those movies, but Wolverine is supposed to be short and like just fucking stacked, built. The next person they hire for Wolverine better look like, better look like a little... Danny DeVito. Better look like an anvil with arm hair. Get Danny DeVito to do it. The Wolverine, the animal, is a muscular carnivore and a solitary animal. This, this is why they're fucking up because it's such a great opportunity for a mascot. The Wolverine yeah. has, it has a reputation for ferocity and strength out of proportion to its size with the documented ability to kill prey many times larger than itself. So it's like, you know, the scrappy underdog who kills shit that's bigger than it, yeah. it is. I wonder if it was on our list of the strongest animals, remember? I don't remember. I don't remember it being on there. So that's it. University of Wolverine, uh, University of Wolverines, Michigan. That would be better. Michigan at number four. Okay, so let me try to think of other school. Oh, you mentioned one, Ohio. The Buckeyes. That one I know. Well, it's the Ohio State Buckeyes. And they will make sure that you know that is the Ohio State University. Buckeyes are number two on the list. Wow. I'm five out of five. They are worth $1 billion. The Ohio State Buckeyes program is worth, named after the colloquial term for people from the state of Ohio and after the state tree, the Ohio Buckeye. Now, what is a Buckeye? Well, I'm about to tell you. This, okay. The tree is just called a Buckeye tree. But Buckeye, the mascot, is a nut. He's, buck, he's a Buckeye nut. Hmm. And his name is Brutus. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I put together something for you okay. about Brutus. And we'll have to share these images along with the podcast. And maybe, maybe in the podcast notes, you can put a link to this imager album. Okay. I'm going to paste this link to you uh, in Facebook Messenger. Go take a look. And we're going to take a quick look through the history of Brutus Buckeye and his appearance. Oh my God, this first one. He is terrifying. So he <laughs> yes. debuted like in 1965, they rolled out this thing. He's a nut. A buckeye is just a round, shiny, brown nut that comes off of this tree. So they pulled this thing out. It's a haunting face made out of like paper, put on paper mache. Wow. It looks like it is a fucking absolute nightmare. <laughs> yes. As you scroll down, and by the late uh -huh. 60s, they rebuilt... Brutus the Buckeye into uh, out of fiberglass, which is fucking heavy. And he was round and he has a cute kind of cute face with a smile. If you go to the next picture, though, you'll see that it, the mouth, the smile could also be switched out or flipped oh. upside down when the team was losing. So Bucky could look sad 
Now that is cute. That's a good Ohio idea. Ohio State was behind. But notice, night. hang on, before you move on, mm-hmm. the guy wearing that giant thing on his head is wearing like, you know, suit pants. <laughs> He's wearing and slacks and loafers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you scroll down the next photo. In 1975, <laughs> they made a mistake. I don't know how <laughs> else to describe this thing. It looks like a cross between Popeye and a turd. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. It is brown, shiny, all crunkly, bumply all over. And he's got one eye closed, one eye open. Kind of a smirk, a sneer. Yeah, he's winking, but it looks just like a piece of shit Popeye. It's bad. It scared everybody. So they immediately switched it up. And uh, 1977, they rolled out this next one. (laughs) He doesn't even have a mouth. It's just legs and, and a nut with a face. And he looks worried. He has worried eyes. They gave up on the mouth that can go up and down. Too much yeah. work. But I like the, the huge contrast between the, the Popeye one and the one, the one yeah, after they, that. They're all over the place in the 70s with Brutus. And then the, the final one, by the early 2000s, they rolled out the current lovable, absolutely vacant stare of yeah. Brutus Buckeye. It's still, well, like if you were to take that, the current version of Brutus the Buckeye, Mm-hmm. And like converted into, you know how sometimes you'll see art online of when they when they make the Simpsons characters look like what they would really look like if they had that body structure as a human. Yeah, they do that with uh, Pokemon and sometimes SpongeBob. I've seen it. If you do that with Buckeye, it's a nut and then the a body growing out of the nut. Yeah, the nut is the head. A human man with a nut head of a nut. On September eighteenth, twenty ten. The Ohio Bobcats football team played the Ohio State Buckeyes in Columbus. As the Buckeyes were running onto the field, Brandon Hanning, dressed as Rufus the Bobcat, saw Sean Stazen, dressed as Brutus Buckeye, leading the charge. Rufus the Bobcat failed in his initial sideswiping attempt on Brutus, losing his mascot head in the process. <laughs> then Rufus the Bobcat also known as Brandon Hanning, got back on his feet without the head, ran after Brutus, (laughs) jumped on his back, and continued to hit the Brutus mascot in the head. Hanning was then pulled aside by security who told him to stop. Neither mascot was injured. Ohio State won the game with the final score 43-7. In a post-game interview, Hanning, the guy under Rufus the Bobcat, explained that his sole purpose in trying out to be mascot He says, it was actually my whole plan to tackle Brutus when I tried out to be mascot, he explained. I tried out about a year ago, and the whole reason I tried out was so I could come up here to Ohio State and tackle Brutus. After the game, Hanning was terminated from his position as Ohio University's mascot, was banned from further affiliation with the school's athletic department, and he dropped out to attend Hawking College. Ohio University issued an apology stating they regret the negative effect Hanning's actions may have had on the relationship between the two schools. Did he want to tackle Brutus because he hated Brutus or because... Because of the rivalry. Not because the person in the suit. No, he just took it. He took it too far. Hmm. Some people are too stupid to enjoy sports. Yeah, no, that's the takeaway. The Ohio State University, eight national championships in this post-World War II era, 39 Big Ten titles, seven Heisman Trophy winners. Oh, I guess they tied University of Oklahoma. The Ohio State University marching band 
is a university marching band named for the Ohio State University. And that band, popular nicknamed the best damn band in the land, they're one of the few collegiate all-brass percussion bands in the country, and they're deemed one of the largest of its type in the world. Yeah, the Ohio State University marching band is like their other big famous thing. They spell out Ohio on the field. They've got some dickhead that dots the I. (laughs) Dickhead. The best damn band in the land. Have they not met the Beatles? They were a band. Yeah, no shit. Extra, extra, read all about it. We're standing here at the corners of Peanut Butter Boulevard and Hot Dog Road, passing out the news. It's the Tennis Podcast monthly newsletter. And as long as you got eyes, it's 100% free. Sign up now to get our newsletter hand-delivered by our personal paper boys directly to your inbox on the first Friday of every month. Each newsletter contains the first look at upcoming episode topics, which means you'll know the list topics weeks in advance, helping you plan your life around our episodes. Plus, it's the only place to read Brandon's official blog, The Sidekick Corner. Brandon uses The Sidekick Corner to rant and rave monthly about what's going on in the world. Readers have called The Sidekick Corner everything from great to, yeah, pretty good. Not only that, but newsletter readers get exclusive behind-the-scenes notes and tidbits, monthly merch discounts, and more. Signing up could not be easier. Literally, all we need is your email address and a solely firstborn child. Take 10 seconds now and go to tennispod.com slash newsletter to sign up and start getting your world news from Tennis Podcast. That's 10ishpod.com slash newsletter. We'll see you in your inbox. Well, I have another guess if you're ready. Yeah. Another school I hear about a lot is Florida. University of Florida Gators are not in the top 10. They're 11th on the list. Hey, Paul. That's the first guess of the day that wasn't in the top 10. So, deserve a little credit here. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're not giving it to me, but... I'm probably not going to do that. Let me go with one I'm less sure about. How about Kentucky? No, University of Kentucky is not. They're a basketball school. No, I don't think you're ever going to see them in the top 20 of nothing football. Okay, so... We just lost all of our Kentucky listeners. Thank you for that, Brandon. Why don't I go next to... Hmm. It's got to be these southern states. That's uh, Georgia. The Georgia Bulldogs are number six on the list. There you go. Now, tell me they have a, a Bulldog mascot, please. They do have a Bulldog mascot. The Georgia Bulldogs are valued $891 million. Their female athletic teams are sometimes referred to as the Lady Bulldogs. Why do they do that? They're just Bulldogs. Ah, that's kind of cute. Bulldogs can be male or female. Their official mascot is an English bulldog named Ugga. <laughs> Ugga, you know, U-G-A for University of Georgia. Uh-huh. And then they also have a costume character version of Ugga uh, named Harry Dog. Now that I don't like. One of my favorite jokes involves Ugga the dog. Would you like to hear this joke? Please. So two rednecks go to a universe. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I don't buy the premise already. <laughs> Two rednecks go to a University of Georgia football game. And they're sitting there in the stands. And I look down at Ugga, the dog. He's on the sidelines. And he's got his leg up. And he's licking his balls. And he's like, you know, really lovingly mm-hmm. licking on his balls. One of the rednecks is just staring at him. And he goes, shoot, man, I wish he'd do that to me. And the other redneck looks at him and goes, what? That dog would bite you. That's it. That's the joke. I don't get it. What's, what is it? What's the joke? The joke is that the redneck is not like disgusted that his friend 
wants a dog to lick his balls. The joke is, be careful, the dog will bite you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, rednecks. Uh, It's mostly just uh, an excuse to use that accent. Aga officially becomes part of the team uh, through a ceremony on the, I love this, on the football field before a game. So, like, you know, if Aga dies, they're on, like, the 10th Aga now. If Aga dies, the new Aga comes out and they have a ceremony before a game. The head coach officially welcomes the next Aga by placing the well-known spiked collar onto the bulldog. Aga X, our current Aga, received his collar on November 21st, 2015, before the Georgia Southern game. Aga travels with the team and he stays in the same hotel as the players in his own room. Yeah, he travels with the team and stays in a hotel. Well, he doesn't have his own room. I mean, surely there's a person staying in the room there with him, yeah. right? Okay. His, this yeah. dog can't take care of itself. Someone's got to let it go pee-pee and tee-tee and ah-ah. And then someone's got to feed him. <laughs> Try to get him to lick their balls. <laughs> Georgia has one national title post-World War II and two Heisman Trophy winners. Only one title mm-hmm. since World War II. That's not very many. Nope. I could get a title since World War II, I bet. So you have one, two, three, four teams left in the top 10. Mm-hmm. They are all Southern-ish teams, except one is located right in the goddamn middle of Indiana. Okay, so then Indiana is my guess. No, no. What do you mean, no? The University of Indiana is not in the top 20. They do not have a good football team. But you there said are, Indiana. Yes, I did. There are other colleges. <laughs> With football teams located in Indiana. But I don't know them. I don't know the name of the college. Okay. Well, then guess some more in the South. There's also a college located in Alabama that is in the top 10. Let me give another guess first. How about Arkansas? Arkansas is number 16 on the list. How about Louisiana? Do you mean Louisiana State University? Yes. The LSU Tigers are number nine on the list. I knew it. I don't know nothing about University of Louisiana, but LSU Tigers, number nine on the list. I know enough about them to know I don't like them. <laughs> and they're valued at $727 million. They are college football's grossest and rudest fans. Tigers and Lady Tigers are athletic teams representing Louisiana State University, located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Their mascot is Mike the Tiger. Mike the Tiger is a literal live Bengal tiger. And where does he stay between games? I'm going to tell you. The tiger lives in a habitat built next to the stadium. It's like one of the biggest and best like tiger habitats uh, you can get. So they, the tigers do have a good habitat. They used to put them in a, like a cage and put them outside the visitor's locker room to like intimidate them, but... They don't make the tiger get out of habitat at all anymore. He doesn't come out on the field? I don't think so. I don't think they disturb the tiger by making him, like, come out and do tricks and shit. I mean, I'm fully in favor of not disturbing the tiger, but I don't understand why you even have the tiger at all if you're not going to... I mean, if well, you're not going to put it in yeah. a, a... Trot it around. Yeah, I know. They have, like, some fucker in a, in a costume. They have four national titles. Two Heisman Trophy winners. They have ugly purple and gold colors. They always wear white football jerseys at both their home and away games, bending, uh, some would say breaking, the NCAA rule that requires home teams to dress in a color while the visiting team wears white. Uh, Just another reason why they are horrible cheaters. Wow. Head coach Les Miles also eats grass. 
What do you mean? During the game, he bends down to the field and he picks up a couple pieces of grass and he puts them in his mouth in between his lip and his gums, like dipping, and he eats the grass from the field. Isn't it like turf grass? Well, if it's natural grass, he, he'll eat it. I don't know if he's eating turf or not. I guess he can do whatever he wants if he keeps winning. You know how I know they're a good team? Because you don't like them. Yeah, I don't like them. Had a bad Sugar Bowl experience with the LSU Tigers. There is another team that is the Tigers on the list, although that probably isn't going to help you. A team from Alabama whose name is the Tigers. I have no idea, man. The Auburn Tigers are number eight on the list. Tricked you. Here's my guess. Auburn Tigers. University of Auburn Tigers. Do you know who the most famous athlete to go to the University of Auburn was or is? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson didn't go to college anywhere. I don't even know if Mike Tyson graduated fucking junior high. I don't know. Unbelievable athlete. Mythical-led athlete. Like, they tell legends about him as if he was... Joe Montagna. No, Bo Jackson. Ah, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson is one of the most famous Auburn alumni. I think Charles Barkley went there too. Auburn Tigers mascot is Obby. The anthropomorphic tiger. I think Obby is the weakest name for a, a, a mascot. No, I was just about to say I like it. I think it sounds really weak. Like, Obby sounds like somebody you can hold down and give him a noogie anytime you wanted. It's better than fucking Ogre. 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 They have two national titles post-World War II, three Heisman Trophy winners, including Mr. Bo Jackson. Their colors are blue and burnt orange. Legend has it, Auburn's first football game in 1892, a showdown with the University of Georgia, an old Civil War soldier sat in the stands with an eagle he had found in battle. What? Like, just stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's their first football game in 1892. Yeah. They were playing the University of Georgia, and a fucking <laughs> Civil War soldier's sitting there he has a fucking eagle with him and it's not just any eagle it's an eagle that he found during a civil war battle everything about that i have like 150 questions yeah None where's of them the eagle answered. is it sitting on his arm i guess during the game the eagle broke free from what <laughs> from what yes that's my question but an eagle is just free by nature they during the game the eagle broke free and soared over the field inspiring fans in attendance to chant war eagle it has now become <laughs> It has now become tradition for an eagle to soar across the stadium before the start of each football game, and the cry War Eagle now functions as a greeting in the Auburn community. I love these fucking Stone Age people in the 1800s. They see an eagle and they, saw, they all look at each other, and like if this was a movie, some dramatic music would start. War like, Eagle! <laughs> I love it. We should start our podcast with a battle cry like that. Yeah. Well... That's it. That's all about Auburn. They got a war eagle. So there's one in Indiana, mm -hmm. and there's the other one that I'm missing. I'm missing two. The other one is in the South, though, still? I think this is the South. The one in Indiana is in South Bend, Indiana. I, I just don't know. I don't know. It's featured in the movie Rudy. Haven't seen it. The South Bend sloths. I don't know. I just don't know. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, Notre Dame. I didn't know that was in Indiana. It's in South Bend, Indiana. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish are number five on this list. They're the fifth most Do they have an angry Irishman? Yes, they do. 
Notre Dame Fighting Irish valued at $913 million for one of the only 16 universities in the U.S. that play Division I football and have a Division I men's ice hockey team. Their school colors are gold and blue. Their mascot is the Leprechaun. <laughs> Love it. It was founded November 23, 1887 with, with football in Notre Dame, Indiana. The Fighting Irish is the best mascot in football based on a racist stereotype. Do you know the, the Fighting Irish mascot? You know like what it looks like? Yeah. Is that the one where it's, you know, it's a little leprechaun and he's got his yeah. fists up? He ha- like he's, he's yeah. got his dukes cocked like he yeah. is ready to throw fisticuffs. It is a drunk Fighting Irish. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I well, love it. Sense. I love it that they still have it. Isn't it state. better that you have a fighting Irishman on your side rather than a fucking nut that fell off a tree? Because I feel like the Irish can embrace that kind of thing. You know, like with a team like the Redskins, it's hurt. Yeah, it's hurtful. You're saying your skin is red. You are an other. Their skin is also not actually fucking red. It's a racist stereotype. And they mm-hmm. there's, you know, I, they're so oppressed and still so oppressed. I could see how. You know, you'd be like, that. this hurts me every time I see you guys parading around in it. Can you please come up with something else? Same thing with the uh, Cleveland Indians mascot that was just changed. He had enormously large teeth <laughs> and just looked ridiculous. But the Fighting Irish, they're basically making a joke of, yes, we drink a lot. Yes, we fight after we drink. Sometimes we fight without drinking. This is us. This is who we are. Let's all laugh at it together. Well, it is a leprechaun, to be fair. Yeah. It's not an Irish person. It's a leprechaun. The Irish do be drinking and fighting, though. The Fighting Irish logo was designed by sports artist Theodore W. Drake in 1964 for 50 bucks. Wow. The Fighting Irish logo features a side view of the leprechaun with his fists up, ready to battle anyone that comes his way. He was once depicted with a bottle of whiskey by his foot. <laughs> now that's crossing the line. See? No, it's not. I think that's great. I think it's great when you can say like, yes, this is a funny stereotype about how everyone in my family and everyone I grew up with are alcoholics. <laughs> but alcohol awareness led to that being dropped. The live version is a student who's chosen annually at tryouts and they dress in a cutaway green suit and an Irish country hat. Leprechaun brandishes a shillelagh and aggressively leads cheers and interacts with the crowds, uh, supposedly bringing magical powers and good luck to the Notre Dame team. I've always been a fan of the word shillelagh. It's just a fun word. It is. Uh, It's a fun one to read, a fun one to say. 11 national titles claimed by Notre Dame, eight of those post-World War II. They have seven Heisman Trophy winners. And yeah, that's it. Well, listen, if you're going to have a racist mascot, that is one of the better ones to have. Yeah, a drunk, a drunk fighting guy. Because ev- everybody... he's, he's going to fight for you. Because everybody in the stadium can cosplay as that. They're all drunk fighting guys. Don't I'm you? I'm Irish. I'm drunk and I'm fighting. I'm in the spirit. These peaceful animals like the... <sighs> Wolverine? The, well, what was the ones that fought? Well, it was the, the, the Buckeye long... and... Okay, well, the Buckeye is a nut, but the Longhorn... <laughs> is a peaceful cow. The wolverine's not peaceful. uh, The bulldog is peaceful. They're all... I've never seen a bulldog that wasn't chill. Well, I just mean the mascots that we talked about that were fighting. But meanwhile, you have this fighting Irish mascot. Fighting's in the name. 
And he's not fighting anybody. He can control himself like a professional. I appreciate that. I respect it. All right. So, so we got, got one, one left. left. Number 10. Yeah. To be honest, I am not certain that this state is classified as in the South or not. I'm going to look it up. Uh, is it Missouri? No. Virginia? Virginia is definitely in the South. No. There's no, no Virginia Tech, no Virginia schools are in the top 20. Let me read you the, the ones in the top 20 you haven't heard yet. Okay. 20 is Michigan State Spartans, number 19, Washington Huskies, 18, Iowa Hawkeyes, 17, South Carolina Gamecocks, mm. 16, 8, Arkansas Razorback, 15, Nebraska Cornhuskers, 14, Wisconsin Badgers, Penn, uh, 13 is the Penn State Nittany Lions, number 12, Texas A&M Aggies, and number 11 were the Florida Gators. Oh, Tennessee? Tennessee. Do you know what the mascot is for the University of Tennessee? It's one of the hardest to remember, I think, because it's not, it's not an animal or something that you can like immediately look to and recognize. Kind of like Sooners. You're like, what the hell is a Sooner? I'm trying to think. I, I can't. Is it the Tar Heels? Is that a thing? No, that's the uh, Carolina, North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, I don't know what it is. Tennessee Volunteers. Well, that's a stupid Vols. fucking name. It's one of the ones where I'm always like, yeah, I mean, if you grew up in Tennessee, it probably sounds normal. Same thing if you grew up in Oklahoma, Sooner sounds normal. But Vols and Volunteers doesn't, uh, doesn't quite strike me. Tennessee Volunteers are the 10th most valuable college football program. The Volunteers and Lady Volunteers are the 20 male and female varsity intercollegiate athletic programs represented by the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, Tennessee. They're all called the Volunteers, with the exception of the women's basketball team. Those are the Lady Vols. <laughs> I hate that. Just, again, they're all Volunteers. Volunteers is normally shortened to Vols. Those names come from the nickname of Tennessee, the Volunteer State. Super exciting. Volunteer. Which, again, what does that even mean? The, why is it the volunteer state? I don't know. It probably means like they volunteered to serve in the Civil War. I forgot to mention, Tennessee Vols were $726 million. The colors are orange and white. They have a very distinctive orange color in their uniforms uh, that they also replicate in the end zones on their field with a distinctive orange and white checkerboard pattern, which I actually really like. I think that's a cool thing to do on their field. Their mascot of the Tennessee Vols is a blue tick hound named Smokey. And then there's also a costume version of Smokey as well. I accept it. They have four national titles post-World War II. They have no Heisman Trophy winners from the University of Tennessee, but they do boast Peyton Manning, quarterback Peyton Manning, among their alumni. Hall of Famer Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was a Heisman finalist. He lost to Charles Woodson. You said Charles Manson was a star football player, Heisman Trophy winner? Huh. I, you know, I've heard about the Manson family a lot. I never knew that. Charles Woodson, very different man. Okay. Very different man. Charles Manson could have been a good candidate to play uh, the Wolverine character that you were talking about. You know, the shorter Wolverine. He's too wiry. He's short and scrappy. No. But he is wiry. He's short, but he's got to be thick and built. Yeah. Tennessee Vols. Number 10 on the list, and now you've done it. I did it. You got to admit, for someone who hasn't watched more than five continuous minutes of college football in his life, you hung in bad. there. Yeah. Not too bad. You hung in there. So, though, that top 10, 
of the most valuable college football programs again were the number 10 Tennessee Vols, number 9 the LSU Tigers, number 8 the Auburn Tigers, number 7 Oklahoma Sooners, number 6 Georgia Bulldogs, number 5 the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, number 4 Michigan Wolverines, number 3 the Alabama Crimson Tide, number 2 the Ohio State University Buckeyes, and number 1 the Texas Longhorns. And you know when you look at this top 10, let's see, 7 maybe 8 of the top 10 are all Southern colleges which is interesting. It's like when you go more north in the U.S. and especially in Canada, but even in the U.S., the more north you go, the more hockey is kind of prominent. Um, And the more south you go, football. Oh, yeah. Something to get drunk and yell at. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I could correctly guess that list. I'm also glad to share with our listeners that the latest bonus episode that we have is out now. Me and Brandon covered the top 10 most popular colors Do you remember, Brandon, we also talked about the meaning behind colors, and we agreed that you are very brown. You wouldn't shut up about your favorite color is white, and it was the best color no matter what. I don't remember that. Anyway. You might say you are a white supremacist. uh, Brandon is saying lies, but no lie here from this mouth, because this mouth is telling you that you can listen to that bonus episode right now on Tennis Pod Plus, which if you missed the memo, that's just the new name for our Patreon. Go to tennispod.com slash plus to sign up. You can also sign up right from the Apple Podcasts app with one tap of the button. Look for the word subscribe near the top of our page on Apple Podcasts. We hope you'll check it out. Please. Well, Brandon, I'm feeling very invigorated to go lift some weights and yell at my neighbors and get drunk and watch some college football. I had a beer while we were recording this just to get in the spirit. Before I go do that and get myself arrested, Let's at least get through some podcast reviews. First one I have here comes from Steve2020. That's Steve on Apple Podcasts. He said, love this kind of podcast. Fits right into my listening with shows like Stuff You Should Know and Stuff to Blow Your Mind. Great information that's got an adult twist. (laughs) Very likable host. Yeah. (laughs) We can think of a few adult twists if they really want it. Very likable host to have good chemistry. Subscribe, learn, and laugh. Thank you. That was good. Now, this is maybe my, my favorite review yet, yeah, the next one. Okay. This comes from the Jerry Room podcast on Apple Podcast, the, the host of that show. They left us a review and it said, this show is great from beginning to end. These two are great together. You must subscribe now. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it sounds like an emergency broadcast bulletin. <laughs> I was thinking like a Russian military person. You must subscribe now. Period. But I agree. Maybe something you'd hear over like at a number station after the creepy (laughs) piano music stops playing. (laughs) Subscribe now. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Well, thank you for the reviews. And if you want me to read your review, write a review. All right. I think we're going to wrap it up here. Brandon, episode 150 is quickly approaching. What should we do? Hmm. We got to do something. Maybe that's where we could unleash the real adult twist. Start twisting our dicks? (laughs) I mean, Steve2020 said this is a show with an adult twist. We got to live up to our uh, reputation. As soon as it said adult twist, I just thought about like twisting, (laughs) twisting a flaccid dick and just going like, ah, (laughs) flaccid dick. God damn. All right. Well, let's not do that. We'll think of something good. But if you do have an idea, hit us up on social media at TennisPod or you can email us at TennisPod at gmail.com. Almost impossible to twist a hard one. I disagree. It's possible. It hurts more for the person being twisted. 
if you can get enough torque on that dork, you can do it. <laughs> I mean, torque on that dork. Wow. All right. That might be a t-shirt idea. All right. Let's end this thing. We'll be back next week with episode 147. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Thank you.